You are listening to the Coach's Ed Podcast, exclusively on the Rush Podcast Network. Hello, everybody. This is Pablo with Rush to Coach Development. We're here with Tim Schultz, the president and founder of Rush Soccer. This is a privilege for all of us. How are you, Tim, today? Doing pretty good. Well, first and foremost, Tim, thank you very much for being here. Um, we're very grateful for it, for you taking the time to to share the Rush Way philosophies with us. So if we jump on, right on that topic, um, what's what's the history of the Rush Way? How, how did it start? Well, thanks. Thanks for having me on the podcast, first of all. Yes, I'd love to. You know, it, it, it didn't happen overnight, Rush Way. It's evolving as we speak. And uh, I've been involved in the club for 25 years. So you come up with ideas and philosophies and methodologies across the uh, across the globe, across the United States, and even in your own local territory. You learn by trial and error. Most of the stuff is not new. It is borrowed from other clubs. Um, that makes sense. I'm a, I remember reading from Marcelo Bielsa. He said once that copying is the base of learning. And I guess he meant the same the same thing that Guardiola meant when he said that in his Barcelona, everything that he that he was doing he had seen before, um, done by by somebody else or by another team. But when we go precisely to the style of play, for example, we say the rush way to play is based upon movement and activity by both player and ball. Possession-oriented does not fully describe how we play. Attack-oriented does. What, what were you thinking? What, what, do you, what did you mean exactly when we were thinking about this, this statement? Well, good. I think, I think we attack without the ball. Go, go, go get it. Tell me a player on this globe that doesn't want to play with the ball. That's, that's the magic of it. So even on defense, we go attack. Um, I think Barcelona might be you know, fresh on my mind. Um, they they lose the ball and they want to go get it back. So attacking from the defensive standpoint is important all the way up to the top player. Uh, dozens of years ago, you, you could play without a forward that defended and it was totally acceptable. Nowadays you got to defend with 11, you know, you know, no duh. It's just, it's just the way the world, the game has evolved. And then, and then on, on offense, Oh my gosh, let's go forward. Let's go score goals. Let's take risks. You know, if, if you got space, carry the ball. If you don't pass it square and then he goes forward. If you don't have, if you can't go square, go backwards so they can go sideways to go forward again and just go, go, go. I, I like that attitude. I think passing has a purpose, but it's got to have, you know, it's got to be purposeful. Yeah, completely. You know, sometimes I, I think that the idea of possession got really in fashion with Guardiola, you know, in the Barcelona. And um, but it has led to to a lot of people misunderstanding the the idea of possession. It's it's not that you you just need to have the ball by itself all the time. It's the idea is like, okay, what what do I have it for if I'm not creating any danger? You know, Menotti says this. It's like if if you have the ball but you're not building up anything that's going to create danger. Um, in the opposites, in the opponent's goal, it's what's the purpose, right? So so yes, it has to be purposeful. Now, Tim, let, let me ask you, Liz, staying on this topic for a little bit longer. When you thought about this attack-oriented style, did, did you think about it from a, from a strategic 
point of view? Like, did you think that it was a way of winning more games? Not really. I I just, my gosh, when you when you play, that's I think that's how I want to play. I would imagine I empathize with other players, and that that's how they'd want to play as well. Just you know, attacking with purpose, and 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 trying to put a oh. dagger in the uh, the opponent's defense. I, you know, if, if I have to pass the ball square and then that person has to go 1v1, well, that's two possible chances of error. I'm, I'm working with a team right now. Well, why pass it square? Just go forward yourself. Eliminate that square ball unless that square ball has, has a purpose. I say go forward. And Tim, how do you think it materializes the attack-oriented um, mentality of our style of play on the field like for instance i remember reading um in our in our defense in 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 our 352 that we try to stop to stop the rival from crossing instead of letting them cross and clearing on the box is that is is that a way of materializing the rush style of play yeah if i understand where you're going with this while, while i'm playing defense i'm again I got to go with fresh ideas on my mind and what I'm doing right now. I'm teaching one of my teams while you're playing defense, you're thinking about offense. So if you can do a one touch, one touch transition from defense to offense, Oh my God, that is the fastest uh, transition on the planet of the earth. You know, you are, you are transitioning a half second. In fact, you transition in your brain prior to the ball coming you. So, I'm thinking about offense while I'm playing defense. Very difficult for a coach to teach and very difficult for a player to do. Um, team, just moving on. Um, and, and besides, this is probably my favorite question today um, and my favorite philosophy within within the Raj way, that is the 6-3-1, such a player uh, development policy that, that we apply um what's 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 the story with that one yeah it's one of my favorite philosophies uh, I, i'm not so sure where i got this one from but I, i've implemented for the last 15 20 years and that is um six wins three losses and a tie um anything outside of the pro realm i think that's what a youth coach should um try to attain and this is throughout the year so i, I try and play 70 games and we go the six three and one philosophy so, you know, my gosh, how do you do that? My team is horrible. We, we haven't won a game in, 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 in 10 games. Well, you got to set up a scrimmage against a weaker team, even if they can't kick a ball. Get a rec team. Get somebody that you can get a win under their belt. Vice versa. You won 10 games in a row. I said, well, you're not a really good coach in a youth game. These kids need to learn how to lose. So six, three, and one. Six wins, three losses, and a tie. you got to manipulate it throughout the year. And then I go to the 70 games some people immediately criticize and go, well, that's just too aggressive of a schedule. What I mean by 70 games is I try and get around 40 that are competitive and then 30, give or take, of course, are friendlies where the coach can go on the field, manipulate things, stops and starts. And now there's a good, this is so important. I wish, I wish everybody, I, I wish somebody would taught me this earlier that there's a gap between practice and a real game. Sometimes I work, the coach will say, I worked on this for, you know, for two months and now they don't get it in the game. Well, I think there's a little gap there, a little bridge you can do 
okay, so we worked on near and far post finishing and now they don't get it in the game. Well, now do it in a scrimmage where you can be on the field and say, stop. All right. I need you near. I need you far. So that, that bridge there between a practice and a game is, is, is evolving for the player. And it's not such a stressful environment. That's where I come up with those 40 real games and then 30 friendly games. And it just falls in line with uh, the 70 game philosophy. For sure. For sure. Playing, I mean, playing is vital. Um, you know, it's like thinking about theater. It's like you're rehearsing all the time, but then you got to be able to do it on stage and the the environment is not the same. So completely, I follow you. I am um, I agree with you as well. It's, um, you know, doing it, doing it live under the same conditions, the same pressure. It's a, it's a bridge and it's a transition that we want our players to to go through. So um, key and vital. Team, we're going to cut our first po- podcast here. Um, we're going to have a second episode. Thank you very much, for real, for taking the time. And thank you, everybody, for listening. And uh, join us for part two. It's going to be very interesting as well. And we're going to stay with Tim Schultz for it. Thank you. Thank, 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 thanks for listening to Coach's Education exclusively on the Rush Podcast Network.